healing isn't necessarily about just being calm, just finding that like peaceful calm. There's going to be a lot that you have to go through to clear out of your body to sit with and actually hold space for and feel before you're going to be able to get to that other side of feeling like you can be 100% like at home within yourself and like face yourself and be with yourself in truth, you know? Welcome to The Feminine Frequency. I'm your host, Amy Natalie, women's empowerment coach, feminine embodiment guide, and creator of The Feminine Codes. This podcast is designed to awaken your feminine energy, elevate your frequency, and empower your mindset. We cover everything from increasing your confidence, trusting your intuition, deepening intimacy in your relationships, and magnetizing abundance into your life. Each week, you'll receive a new episode filled with feminine wisdom and inspiration to remind you of the magic that already lives inside of you. Ready to dive in? Let's do this, sister. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to this guest episode with a dear soul sister of mine, Roxy Nebel. We are going to be diving into a conversation about Roxy's healing journey as a professional dancer who got injured and really had to go deep into her body, into her emotions, into somatic healing to come out and emerge as the powerful feminine leader and dancer that she is today. So I'm really excited for you to hear Roxy's story and really get to connect with the power of embodied healing. So I'm going to introduce Roxy, who is a yoga teacher and professional dancer who specializes in empowering dancers to take their mental and physical health into their own hands. Her method is a unique blend of yoga cross-training through the lens of trauma-informed somatic therapy, helping dancers to unlock their true potential by moving their best, preventing injuries, reigniting their creative passion, and rewiring old self-sabotaging patterns both in their mind and body. Healing through spiritual embodiment practices and science-backed healthy movement habits is at the heart of everything that Roxy teaches. She has been helping dancers around the world to holistically transform their lifestyle, to uplevel their health, dance technique, and confidence for long, injury-free, successful dance careers since 2019. When she's not working in depth with Yoga for Dance Academy mentorship students, she's teaching or performing pole dancing here in Asheville, North Carolina. And you'll hear this in the interview, but I have had the pleasure of getting to see Roxy perform. She's an incredible performer and also to take her classes, her pole dancing classes here in Asheville. And we've also co-facilitated a dark feminine immersion here as well. So you guys are in for an amazing treat. She is an incredible embodied teacher, and I can't wait for you to hear her story and receive the wisdom that you are here for today. And as you're listening, if you're feeling inspired by this conversation, I invite you to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your stories on Instagram. You can tag me at Amy Natalie Co. And I'd love to connect with you over there on Instagram as well. And lastly, if you have not left a review for this podcast, that is one of the 
best ways that you can support this community and this podcast to keep thriving and growing. So go ahead and whatever platform you listen to your podcast on, whether it's Spotify or iTunes, go ahead and take one to two minutes to leave a quick review. That would mean the world to me. All right, my love, enjoy this episode and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, Roxy. Welcome to the Feminine Frequency. I am so excited to be here with you. Yay. Thank you so much for having me, boo. It's so good to be here with you. Love connecting with you as always. Yeah, it's so fun getting to weave in this space because, yeah, I can't remember how long ago I met you and came to your class at Dance Club, but I freaking love your pole dancing classes. And the class that Roxy teaches is called Sacred Slut. And I was like, of course I'm going to that class. Like, (laughs) so powerful and yeah <laughs> I was like I was made for that um yeah but so empowering to yeah learn from you as a dancer and then yeah we've just been weaving as entrepreneurs here in Asheville and women who are on a, a mission to make an impact in the world and I'm just so inspired by you and by our by our sisterhood we got to do our dark feminine workshop together and that that pretty much sealed the deal on our friendship. It was so wild. I had been I had been thinking about hosting a dark feminine in-person immersion and I was going to host it on my own. And then I can't even remember when it was, but I was just like, I really want to invite Roxy to do this with me. And at that time, I actually didn't know a lot about your work. I was just like, she's dope. She's a cool dancer. Like, I love our connection. Like, let's collaborate. And the way that you showed up for that collaboration, like you had so many things going on and just like your creativity and your integrity and just like delivering and your facilitation and the space that we held together, like what happened in that room was really fucking powerful. And I'm so grateful that we like kind of may, I don't know if someone to say like took a risk, like intuitively I knew that it was going to be great, but like we had never collaborated on anything before. Yeah, like I didn't know what you were gonna do. You didn't know what I was gonna take. We were like, "Here's the like brief structure. We're gonna make a little altar. It's gonna be great." And yeah, it was so much more powerful than I could have even prepared for. Like the emotional releasing that was happening in that room, and like the freedom that people, like the filters were down. It was raw. It was real. It was beautiful. It was like so expressive. Oh my god. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah. And just for some context for people who weren't in that room, just to give like a little bit of insight, like that immersion was was really about bringing women together to connect with the dark feminine. And really what that means is connecting to their shadows, connecting to anything that they've felt shame around. And so many of us carry shame around our sexuality and around our bodies. And so yeah, creating that space and really doing somatic work. Roxy taught this really powerful yoga flow and I taught this embodiment session and we connected it all with the the dark feminine archetypes. And yeah, just like more of that, please, in the world. Like it, it's so needed right now. All right. So um, I would love to really take take a little bit of time for our listeners to get to know you. And I know, because I know your story, like 
what it's taken for you to become this version of Roxy that you are today. But walk us back on your journey specifically as a dancer, as it relates to your body and as it relates to your spiritual healing journey. Like give us a little behind the scenes of Roxy's journey to becoming the badass that you are today. Basically, I've, you know, ever since I was a little, little kid have been dancing my whole life like pretty seriously i did royal academy of dance all throughout high school middle school i went to a performing arts high school so dancing during the day dancing after school doing summer intensives traveling you know doing dance competitions both around the u.s and even going to like europe and stuff and you know dance was my life it was like what i wanted to do um and so far i had had some pretty good like success with it in terms of like winning competitions and getting invited to certain things and like getting scholarship money and stuff like that. Like it was my thing. Um, doing mostly like ballet, like hardcore bun head, point shoes, the whole thing. And then after high school, I got into um, the University of Utah's modern dance program, which at the time was like not top, like in the top three. Uh, dance schools in the country so like beautiful amazing dance um, program got a scholarship to get in there and was like cool I'm starting my professional dance career this is going to be great and then the second week back of the start of my second semester so this is January 2017 um, I had just gotten back from winter break and I woke up one morning uh, to get out of bed, go to class, and I could barely move. Like, nothing had happened the day before. No one had dropped me. You know, there was no accident. I didn't fall. I just woke up and had this shooting pain in my low back, down, like, in my hips, down my legs. Like, it was, I just felt fucked up. Like, I felt like I could not move. And it was just kind of like, oh, dang, like, whoa, all right, I must have really just sent it hard in class the other day. Like, I'm going to just try and roll out, you know, get some foam rolling, do some stretching and like get into class. And, you know, just a couple days went by and I had been trying to push through my classes because we we're dancing like 7 a.m. till like 3 or 4 p.m. Um, every day. And it just was not getting better. It was getting worse. Like, I was in a lot of pain. I, couldn't really bend over. I went through this whole process of trying to figure out what was wrong. I got x-rays. I went to chiropractors. I went to dance-specific PTs. I got acupuncture. Like, I talked to my professors. I searched for solutions and answers because it was so out of nowhere. And eventually, finally, I went back to the doctors. And I was like, there's something like do more tests on me like this is not just a matter of oh take some ibuprofen and sit out for a couple weeks like this is really bad um and they were like okay we'll do an mri and the results came back i had three herniated discs in my low back basically like in the mri they were like okay so healthy discs will show up like really full and white mine were like black like they were crushed they were like not where they needed to be. It was real bad situation. And at that point, so this is like four months of dealing with this, not knowing that I had this, trying to still dance on it, trying to do all these like other PT exercises that were making it worse because they weren't with the knowledge of, you know, having a disc issue. They told me that I was never going to dance again, 
they said that it was so bad that the best they could offer me was like pain medication and recommended that I just get, you know, do some rehab to get normal movement back, but that I would not be able to dance again, that this was like the end of the line for me, um, which was incredibly like just traumatic to hear to have it be so final and that like there's nothing that we can do for you and to make matters worse I took this info now to like my board of of teachers at the dance school um to talk to them about like can I you know just the whole situation and they ended up kicking me out of the program revoked my scholarships took away all the like dropped all my credits and then because of that, the college then came for me and said that I now owed them like $30,000 for college credits I wasn't even getting because they had revoked my scholarship because I'd been injured because I hadn't gotten help or known like what was going on for the whole semester. So it was just like a this perfect storm of everything at once, my whole life like falling apart getting just horrible news like left and right. And it was just like heartbreaking it was terrible like I would just cry myself to sleep or not even be able to sleep just like up all night also couldn't sleep because I was in so much pain uh, and just really like hit rock bottom pretty much like my whole bright future was just like kind of flattened in a matter of months so that is essentially what set me off on this new journey of one trying to heal myself just to get my body back just to get my life back and what ended up being a journey deep into the world of yoga of healing through movement and then deeper into healing trauma through nervous system through somatic work to leading me to actually be able to heal myself completely just using in yoga you know I didn't have any surgeries. I didn't go on pain meds. I really didn't have a ton of help from a lot of doctors. I went to a few like uh, massage therapists, but really did a lot of the deep dive like work on my own. Just went in this journey to discover like, okay, actually everything I thought I knew about like how to build strength was wrong. I didn't actually have deep core strength. I didn't understand like how my body really worked you know as a dancer you would think that we would be taught how to use our instrument when we are pushing it so hard and so intensely but even at the highest level of the teachers and the programs I was in I never got any of this information I was just so in the dark and so many dancers are so in the dark it's just sort of accepted that you're going to be in pain you're not going to feel good. You're probably going to get injured and your career is going to be over by the time you're like 26, you know? So like <laughs> very like longevity and honoring your body and taking care of your body, taking care of your nervous system, not even like touched upon, you know, maybe you'll get some nutritional information, but it's more for the, through the lens of like how to stay skinny, how to like be the perfect dancer body. Like there's not a lot that dancers are given wellness wise and this just started opening my eyes up to all the things that dancers weren't being taught like I I'm a huge anatomy geek now because of everything that I learned and it just took me further and further down the path of like learning 
all these different yoga modalities, taking all sorts of yoga trainings for alignment through like yoga, physical therapy type things, yoga for back hair, yoga for hypermobility, yoga for pain, like all these super body oriented things just to try and serve my own purposes at first. And it's, it was working. Like it was working. I started to get my movement back. I started to get my body back and started to be able to operate without pain and actually start to move again. <laughs> Two years later, after getting this diagnosis, I was able to start dancing again and it was able to start my pole journey. Um, and now I pole dance almost every day and was completely pain-free. Um, and have learned how to support my body and take care of it and all the things that I need to do for longevity and maintenance and to make sure that preventative medicine is a huge part of my day-to-day -day training. And from all of that, I've also crafted this program for dancers to do the same, taking everything I have learned on my own journey of healing when I had no other help or support and putting it into a program so that other dancers can heal themselves, get empowered to understand how their body works, how they need to take care of it, um, and also how to like biohack their body, how to actually build flexibility and strength faster, more efficiently in a way that's going to support you in your dancing, like really just empowering dancers to have masterful movement and deep understanding of their unique body has been my like driving passion force because I have been in that place of feeling totally helpless, hopeless, didn't know where to turn. And I wish that I had had like someone like me then to like give me that guidance and, you know, give me hope and tell me everything was going to be okay and, you know, give me what my body needed to help me heal. So like that old identity of Roxy, the dancer, she's gone. She died. <laughs> and this mm. definitely took me into that dark night of the soul. Like it's, there's very few experiences that can give you that full, like every aspect of your life has fallen apart than something like this, where your career, your, your body, my entire sense of identity and my worth was entirely tied up in my body being able to do certain things, you know, be a dancer. Like that's how I've got my sense of who I am and my purpose and my worth in the world was from performing. And to have that all taken away, to not even be able to move through my emotions, which dance had been that outlet to even, you know, move through my feelings, dance it out, like to not have anything and just be left in this like hole of having to fight for and like choose myself even when there were so many days when I did want to give up and was in a really dark place and didn't feel like life was worth living like there were some days where it was really really dark and I had to like work through that and choose to move forward and choose myself and choose to know that there was hope and that it was worth the effort of trying to figure that out for myself and that was where a lot of just powerful changes within me happened and what really led me deeper down the path of spirituality and healing. You know, I really started yoga because more of the movement side of things because it was gentle enough that my body could withstand it. And the more that I got into it, the more <laughs> as yoga does, as anyone who's ever gotten into it, you 
know that point where it starts unlocking shit in your body and your psyche and your soul that you have not connected with before that you know in so many ways this injury was so disembodying like i was so dissociated because one that's something that your nervous system does when you are in that extreme of pain and stress and fear and your body's just not okay you're just you're not connected that goes it's this like protective mechanism to just like whoop like escape into the realms of like the head and the brain like don't be in your body i was really living this disassociated experience and yoga brought me back into my body um but sometimes being brought back into your body it means you have to also be brought back into all of the pain and the fear and the difficult emotions that were there and I had to learn how to cope with them and feel them and release them out of my body so that I could get back into my body and part of my healing process too was helping my body get the message that it was safe again because even when I was pain-free and starting to dance again and starting to get back into the realm of free freedom and movement, there was still so much fear. There's still so much of the residual memory of that time that was locked in my body, that that was sort of the next layer that I had to learn to work through, like how on the more subtle layers of my bodily experience is there trapped stress and trauma and heartbreak and fear and not only from this injury but my whole life <laughs> up until that point too because I do believe that a lot of unhealed stress also added to the accumulated effect of poor movement patterns like I know it was the emotions and what I was doing with my body that led to this experience mm-hmm. Yeah, what a life-shattering kind of like journey that going from that, you know, star and then not being able to move your body. And I feel like the dance world is such like a microcosm of like the patriarchy in so many ways of like such hyper-masculine, especially in the like ballet and the competitive dance world. And you know what what that world does to women's bodies is is wild i mean growing up as a dancer i had so many body image issues and oh. it was so competitive and it's like has so many of these deeply rooted like that that whole system and organization and and i feel like so many dancers end up even though they're using their bodies like ended up end up feeling really disconnected from their bodies and so your body was like this is such a, a powerful example of how our body speaks to us, right? When something's out of alignment, when something's off, when we're not taking care of our bodies in the way that we need to, when we're way too far in the masculine and don't have enough of that nourishment and self-care and like listening to our emotions and feeling our emotions and like hearing the alarm bells before they go off. It's like, you know, your body clearly was speaking to you and what an initiative till she started screaming <laughs> yeah yeah and what an initiation into the world I know that you've shared when we've talked before in you know your earlier years you definitely had like two different personas you had like your hippie girl like you did have some spiritual side but then you yeah. also had like your bunhead like 
ballet side and then like to come back full circle and now be able to integrate those two and yeah I I want to talk about your your pole dancing career now but before we get there I I'd love to talk about this like emotional factor of what you were talking about where like there was unprocessed trauma that had been unprocessed from your childhood and there was trauma from your actual injury and you know your world shattering in that way and not knowing what your life was going to look like after that because that was the path that you thought that you were going to be on so let's talk a little bit about like that journey of the emotions like feeling your emotions for the first time like coming into yoga coming into your body being invited to like listen to what your body's been trying to tell you on an emotional level um what was that like for you as your emotions started to come up and as these past experiences and trauma started to reveal themselves? Yeah, well, up until this point, there had been a lot of things that I had experienced thus far, like up until being 18, that had really deeply impacted me as we all do. And I think sometimes we don't realize how deeply they they impact us until we start to do this work. And really my introduction into starting to unpack and actually pay attention on a deeper level to like what is actually happening in my inner world? How are the things around me like truly impacting me, actually coming face to face with those those feelings of hurt and fear and insecurity, heartache, uh, grief that I think I just didn't know how to face. And I think a lot of us don't under like have this fear and this resistance to like face that truth of like wounding in us sometimes. Like we might have our own like stories about it and like know that we're hurting, but like to really face it and like face that deep feeling of like I don't know what's gonna happen and I'm so scared and I don't know like who I am and the raw truth is that I have no self-worth right now and don't know how to be in this world like when we don't have that layer of like ego right that's is sort of like a layer of protection right it gives us that like almost blueprint of how to navigate the world as this person I know how to be and how to be it you know, safe and receive love and approval and acceptance from my community. When that's gone, you just feel like you're spiraling through, like you have nothing to hold on to. Nothing makes sense. There's no like up or down, anything to give you grounding. And that's where all the the things just come up. And for me, something that did help and why I did also come back to yoga was because I was like, hey, the only fragment of my identity that's lingering right now that hasn't been shattered is my spiritual side is the part of me that did grow up um, loving things like sound healing and meditation and crystals and you know all those kinds of things and now I came back to it sort of in a deeper way and something that really kicked it off was um, getting initiated into Vedic meditation and starting like my mantra meditation journey and that process of getting initiated is really special. It's you you find a teacher. In this case, my teacher was my my sister-in-law, <laughs> um, or she's my sister-in-law now, but my then boyfriend's older sister, she was a teacher and she was someone I was really close with, really trusted, like had a really good connection with. And she they give you a mantra that is 
specific to you and um, your dosha, your just energetic. There's like a lot of things that determine like what like beige mantra they give you. And it's this four day process of like doing all these beautiful like pujas and teaching you the technique and sitting in meditation with you and holding space to like answer questions and like guide you through the process. And I think it was day three of this like journey and the meditation just cracked me open. Like I had cried you know, uh, quite a few times before this because everything just like stress and everything sucked and like everything was shitty and everything was falling apart. But I like wept like this cracked me open to my core of like everything all at once, feeling it all so deeply, like all the fear, all the pain, all the sadness. Um, Also all the love too, because I did feel a lot of like love from like my boyfriend and like his family and my family and like, you know, people that were there for me. Like it was just everything that just cracked me open to my core. Um, and I was like, Mazzy, what the hell? I thought meditation was supposed to like be make you more peaceful. Like I thought it was supposed to make you more calm. You know, that's why I got into it. I was like, I need to feel some peace right now. And what I got instead was <laughs> the unstressing or what they call unstressing, that deep release of emotions that like when you sit in that quiet awareness with your body, with your breath, like the more that you start to slow down your nervous system and like actually relax your body, that's when things start to release. That's when the body gets the cue. Okay, like we're actually calm. We're actually present. Like what is this wave that like comes out? And she was like, you are unstressing. Like welcome to the party. <laughs> Their journey has just begun. Um, and that really opened my eyes to like, oh, healing isn't necessarily about just being calm, just finding that like peaceful calm. There's going to be a lot that you have to go through to clear out of your body to sit with and actually hold space for and feel before you're going to be able to get to that other side of feeling like you can be 100% like at home within yourself and like face yourself and be with yourself in truth you know and know yourself unless you've gone through that like really meeting yourself in that like raw vulnerability and also having other people see that side of you too because I don't think I'd knew how to be like emotionally vulnerable and just like be that open and let myself be held by someone else too and let me let someone see me be so messy so messy like I was very private about my injury you know while I was at school even though I had like a roommate and everything I was very private about what was going on and the hurt and the stress and the fear I was feeling I wouldn't really let on about it even to people in my class even to my friends, I was just like, yo, like, it's pretty shitty, you know, like, haha, like, uh, <laughs> it just didn't really get into like, bro, I am freaking my shit out. Like, I am not okay. You know, like, I just didn't go that deep with people. Um, and I had a lot of shame around it, too. Like, it's, there's not support for dancers. It's kind of just like, oh, you're broken now. Like, mm, you know, there's a lot of shame around being injured, uh, being incapable, being weak, right? Like that really started me on this journey of like being open and actually letting myself be in the mess and embracing like the darkness and the chaos of it all. And like knowing that that was okay and that was normal and like part of the healing process. 
another powerful thing was like going to a retreat in India to do this kind of meditation for 10 days where you're doing it for five, six, seven, eight hours a day straight through. There's this whole practice that is for the process of releasing stress from the body and getting you into that like deep state of rest. Doing that retreat is what helped me have the the courage and the clarity to start my program, Yoga for Dance Academy, like going through that and then deepening into that, getting more comfortable with all the all the breathwork techniques and, you know, inner awareness embodiment practices that could help me connect with my emotions. Like there would be times when I was healing too, where I would just lie on the floor breathe and feel into my back into this place that was hurting and just cry and just feel like I don't think I'd ever really truly felt emotions in my body before this experience and this is something that I teach to a lot of my students because dancers are so much like oh I'm totally in my body I use it to dance all the time like yeah you're using it like a machine to like do your bidding but are you actually feeling it are you actually living inside of it and not just looking at your body in the mirror and like doing the moves. Like we're really good at using it to make shapes, but are we good to like actually feel it and soften into it and yeah, be in that more feminine space? Yeah, I really want to highlight what you just shared about coming into a place of stillness and creating a sense of safety in the body in order for the trauma to be unearthed and to be released. And I think this is why so many people stay so busy because they try to avoid, and this is often unconscious, but they try to avoid it because they're afraid of feeling because we're not taught that it is safe to feel or that it's okay to feel. We're taught that it's weak to have feelings that, and a lot of us, including myself, like I was so scared because I had been depressed for so long that I was like, if I actually let myself feel, then I'm just going to go into this dark hole and I'm never going to come out of it and I'm just going to be depressed for longer and I can't handle that. And so I think, yeah, having experiences where people can hold you in that and whether it's going on a retreat or being in your group program or my group program, like being held in these experiences so that you can move through the emotions and get to the other side. Like people are looking for peace and wanting to feel confident and wanting to feel alive and the freedom like I'm sorry to break it to you you have to go through the emotions you have to look at what's been underneath the surface that's blocking you and there is there's so much freedom on the other side which doesn't mean that you're all happy all the time and that everything's always great but like there's a lot of epicness including like meeting really epic people who are also on the journey and getting to experience deeper intimacy, like you said, like you had never been vulnerable before. And that creates such a disconnect in our relationships. It creates really surface level relationships where people don't actually know what's going on inside of us. And then there is no intimacy and vulnerability. So I feel like your healing journey and and this piece that you shared is so important. And I think it's so easy to look online at people like yourself and like me and other women who are, you know, living in their purpose and being like, oh, they just know what they're doing. And it's just easy for them. And it's like, no, we continue to do the work. We continue to be with our emotions and to move through them. And it's been a journey to get here. So 
Yeah, thank you for sharing that piece of your journey. And the final piece here that I want to share in our last few minutes here is I'll talk about pole dancing because pole dancing for me has been so healing for my own body image. I took a class in San Diego probably like four years ago and I was just like, holy shit, like where has this been all my life? Because growing up as a dancer, I was like doing ballet and hip hop and jazz and doing like all the things. And then I kind of lost my passion for dancing because I didn't feel confident in my body. And I like didn't really like any of the adult ballet or like dance classes. I thought they were really boring. And then I walk into a fucking pole dancing class and I was like also so uncomfortable because of like my religious shame. But at the same time, like feeling just like, oh, my God, like I'm coming home to myself. This is so powerful to see women in like all different shapes and sizes and like moving their bodies in these erotic ways and for themselves, not for the male gaze in this context specifically, like so amazing. So just a little snippet here, like how did you get into pole dancing and what do you feel like it's opened up for you with your body and your healing journey? Oh, so much. I owe my life to pole dancing. Like, oh, it has made life so much better. Um, Coming from the ballet world, oh my God, I thought I had to do a lot of unlearning and a lot of unpacking. And even when I was trying to heal my my injury, I went through a really bad eating disorder because I couldn't exercise. I wasn't all of a sudden dancing all day long. And then I felt like, well, you're not allowed to like, you know, eat then. Like you need to me. It just spiraled so badly where I like couldn't exercise and just like fell deep into like the depths of like hating my body hating my body so much for like being broken and malfunctioning and also like body dysmorphia like it was bad so really coming into a studio and having that not be a focus you know like in the ballet world yeah it's like suck everything in or like I can see your lunch like so many toxic like damaging things that are just said like like no worries like just casually to you all growing up and then to be into a studio space where um it's just you look hot <laughs> you are sexy you are amazing like she like it's so supportive the lack of competition and the lack of like weird body standards was so freeing to just be told like you are so hot you are so beautiful like, yes get it oh my gosh and like everyone was receiving that it wasn't like just this one person and that's like the class favorite it was like everyone is being celebrated everyone feels hot as shit everyone's actually being encouraged to be extra and kind of like be sassy be fierce like take up space you know own that you're the fucking shit too like with such a beautiful space of like you're hot and we all want you to know it and like claim it and own that space um and that pool has so many different aspects it has like the fiery and the fierce and kind of the like like more like tigress raw like hard style energy and it has the soft and floaty ethereal it has the like the sacred slut and it's also like such a gift to have from sex workers too you right like we need to anyone who does pull needs to honor that this art comes from sex workers and the work that they do and validating them and how powerful that is too like sex workers go out and like use their their sexuality their allure to empower themselves right like that's i just think there's this underlying current of like pole is so empowering because it's 
from women getting the bag and making shit happen for themselves and owning their body and owning their sexuality like that is so beautiful and so i think that's what makes pole so powerful too and then also like the aspect of being able to do all these tricks and like I'm stronger now than when I was doing like ballet all day, every day. Like I can do crazier stuff now post injury than I ever could before because I also know how to use my body better. Um, so that's been a, a very empowering for me, especially to be like, oh, you see this doctors who told me I'd never dance again. Like I'm gonna go do an upside down split and some crazy shit. <laughs> like take that uh crazy shit is an understatement y'all i have seen roxy dance in probably like three or four performances now and initially i just saw her as like my she was my pole teacher and i was like cool she's an amazing dancer and then seeing this woman performing and coming alive is so inspiring and i've had this experience in the last year handful of times where i've gotten to witness dancers female musicians women on stages sharing their gift and being in their magic. And like, it literally does something to my soul. Like I look and I'm just like, wow, like, thank you. And I know how much work it's taken to get there. And it brings something alive inside of me of like, oh, I have that too in my own way and, and my own gifts, my own way of, of sharing my light with the world. And so I freaking love you, Roxy. I feel so inspired by you as a performer, as a as a soul, as a being. And for anyone who wants to see Roxy dancing, just check out her Instagram. She has amazing videos. And then I know you also have an amazing YouTube channel for people who want to learn more of the actual taking care of your body and knowing how to strengthen and how to stretch properly and how to yeah really work with the body from this more holistic way so tell everyone where they can find you yes oh thank you so much babe yeah everyone you can find me on youtube um just search my name roxy nebel um, and that should take you, or if you search Roxy Yoga for Dancers, anything like that, that'll take you to my channel. I have all sorts of classes from injury or recovery, flexibility, strength, um, nervous system wellness, um, all kinds of things, tips, and me also talking about dance-related stuff, just wellness-related stuff. And then you can find me on Instagram at Yogini. Uh, well, Amy, will you put it? Because my name's Yogini underscore on the rocks. Yeah, we'll we'll put we'll put it all in in the show notes. So we'll we'll just make it re real easy for everyone. Go to the yeah. show notes, check it out, and yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing, and I'm just excited for everyone to get to listen to this. Thanks again for tuning in today. If you found value from this conversation, I invite you to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. You can tag me at Amy Natalie Co. I always love hearing from you. Send me a message. Let me know your takeaways. Also, I have a beautiful free gift for you. If you have not already downloaded the Empowered Feminine Morning Ritual, it is a 20-minute audio guide for you to listen to in the morning to start your day feeling empowered and embodied. 
you can find the link for that recording in the show notes. And lastly, if you are a regular listener here and you enjoy this podcast, I invite you to leave a rating and a review. This is the best way to support this podcast in reaching more women around the world. To leave a rating and a review, you can scroll down on the podcast app on Apple Podcasts or on iTunes and leave a quick review to share what you love most about this podcast and how it has impacted your life. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next Monday for another episode of The Feminine Frequency.